sorry about that. Technical difficulties. stuff up here. I'm hung up. There we go. Well, they get that. Um, thank you so much for coming this morning. I do get the pleasure of preaching again this morning. Last week we kind of talked about um, discipling. We talked about a lot of different things that are happen to be part of our core value. We also touched on last week a little bit about faith. We talked about faith and how to actually exercise it. Faith is an amazing thing. Faith is something that is there, but it's not there. Faith is something that we can either choose to acknowledge and grow, or faith is something that we can choose to ignore and let die. Last week, as we talked about faith, we mentioned it a little bit, and so that was what led me this week to really want to preach about faith. We talked about our faith and how it's in something we need to exercise, something we need to strengthen, something that we need to stretch, and something that we need to rest in. As you see here, Jesus talks about having faith. I actually looked up faith in the Webster's Dictionary, and I was a little shocked to actually find out what the Webster's Dictionary said about faith. I thought it was going to say something different, but I was really happy with what I read. It said, noun, an allegiance to duty or a person, fidelity to one's promise, sincerity of intentions, belief and trust in, loyal, in and loyalty to God, belief in the traditional doctrines of a religion, Firm belief in something for which there is no proof, completely, complete trust. I was shocked about that definition. And I love the fact that they had it as a noun. You know, a noun is a person, a place, or a thing. So our faith is a thing. But right below it, it had verb. Verb is an action. It's something that you can't just hope to have happen, but you actually have to do something to have action. You can't sit here and hope, okay, I hope to stand up in a minute, without doing it, you actually have to have action to stand up. So it was just amazing that Webster's defined it that way. Because faith, as we sit here today, you know, you've heard, you probably say that I have strong faith. My faith is strong. My faith is firm. But is our faith really strong? Is it really firm? Look over real fast with me in Luke 17. You know, the disciples were with Jesus for many years. They saw, they saw all that he did. They heard all that he spoke. They had very intimate moments with Jesus. Things that aren't even recorded in the Bible. And they asked this. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The ones that knew Jesus the most asked him, increase our faith. Here we are, over 2,000 years removed from Jesus. That should be our same plea. Increase our faith. They had so much depth of Jesus right there, but they, didn't, they felt like they didn't have enough. 
They felt like there was something lacking, something missing, something they wanted more of, and they knew it came from Jesus. So they said, Jesus, increase our faith. That's a plea we have to have today. It's a plea that if we don't, our lives as Christians will wither away, will become raisins, will become craisins, will become prunes. None of those things are that desirable. I mean, I don't wake up in the morning saying, I really want some raisins. Maybe you do, but you're weird. But anyways, I definitely don't wake up and say, I really want some prunes. It's something that we don't desire, but there's that, that object, that thing in our lives that drives us. But we kind of ignore it. You know, I used the analogy last week about working out. I don't know what other way to talk about our faith but working out because we have our bodies. Our bodies are a temple. We can either choose to let it wither away or we can choose to to increase the body that we have that God gave us to maybe give us a little bit better health to walk an extra mile, to talk just a little bit longer, to love someone just a few more moments. We have this. And here it is Jesus, he's sitting there, and he walks by this tree, he withers it, and the disciples are just flabbergasted. I don't know, if I saw a tree just, I mean, it's kind of like my yard, I guess, but it's happening about as quick as the tree, I guess, because, anyways, different sermon. Here he says, truly I say to you, if, if. It's a condition. It's not a promise. If. If this, then that. If you have faith. See, he didn't presuppose that the disciples were going to have faith. Which is kind of perplexed to me. Because I'm sitting here thinking, they should have faith. They should know all that he's already done. I mean, they've seen him turn water into wine. They've seen him heal blinds, men. They've seen him heal the deaf. They've seen him raise a dead man. But he says, if you have faith. If we have faith, the impossible becomes possible. If we have faith, that which we dream and and pray about continually will eventually take place. If we have faith. I don't know about you, but sometimes I wonder in my days, in my life, if I'm still at that if. I'm no super spiritual hero person. I'm just me. And that's all I can be. I've seen men and women that their faith is just, it's like an aurora. It's like, and you can just see it and it just radiates off of them. And I know we're not supposed to be jealous. It's wrong, but I'm kind of jealous. Because you just see this and they just have this faith. They know that they're going to pray something and God's going to do it. They know that God's promises are going to be fulfilled. And I do too, but there's times where I'm just like, I look around and it's like, when? How? You know, most of y'all don't know my story, 
You don't know my past. You don't know what brought me here today. It was a journey of faith. It was a journey that I never expected to be upon. It was a journey that I'm still amazed that I'm having. We had a great life in Georgia. Quaint little home. You know, there was no white picket fence, but, you know, close enough. Things were going great. Didn't have any kids yet. So things were maybe even, no. (laughs) Kids are great. I, I love my kids, but I think I had more hair back then. And I know it wasn't as gray. And then, you know, all of a sudden in 2008, the Lord's like, you know, I want you to do something. Who are you talking to? Uh, No, I know it's not me. I want you to help build churches, to help grow churches. Excuse me? No, 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 no. That's not happening. So, you, you know, there was no faith. I had no faith. I had no faith in what I could do. I had no faith in who I was in Christ. My faith wavered. But I decided, you know, okay, I'll do something about it. Got a degree in church planning and church growth and church health. I took a small step. Then it was, yeah, I don't want you to do it here in Georgia. This is where my life is. I got a job. I got a really nice house. Everything's going great. Yeah, I want you to move 2,700 miles across the country. Do I have to? I, I, I like Georgia. It was humid. But it wasn't that bad, except for the bugs and the hard rain and the humidity and the snakes. <laughs> it, uh, that, that's further south. Alligators are further south. So, all of a sudden, next thing I know, we're coming out here in 2011 to look around. Which side are we going to move to? The green side or the dead side? <laughs> Spiritually speaking, they're both dead. We thought it was going to be the west side. Thankfully, it wasn't. I couldn't have lived over there. So we moved here in 2012. Four-year journey I still can't believe has taken place. And it took us another two years to get to Yakima by the time we moved here. And you know, and most people when you say Yakima, they're like, ew, Yakima. You know, and there's that negative connotation, but it's actually not bad. You know, that was one thing that me and Alicia were talking about. It's actually got some beauty to it. You know, and that's when you kind of realize God's doing something. I got, it wasn't that I had faith right away. It wasn't that my faith was strong. Because it wasn't. There was times where I'm sitting there thinking, God, you're crazier than crazy. You're off your rocker. You're nuts. One, me. Come on now. I'm not anything, I'm, it, not me. <laughs> and I'm sure Michael's got the same story. I'm sure when God said, hey, 
I want you to plant a church in Yakima. I want you to go to the Yakima Valley to plant a church. I'm sure he probably looked around and said, whoa. <laughs> and I'm sure Cheryl probably said, I, I remember Alicia's expression, no, what? Because <laughs> there's uncomfort there. You don't know what's going to take place. You don't know how you're going to provide. You don't know how the food's going to get there. You don't know where you're going to live. If you're gonna... There's a lot of ifs, a lot of what ifs, a lot of hows, a lot of are, are you seriouses. And I'm sure in your own lives you have these stories where God's taking you and you're like, how, why, what? And then you get there and it's like, I really didn't have a lot of faith to get from there to here. But along that way, something happened. It's that if, if you have faith. There's an old Chinese proverb that says the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. That is so true in our own lives. The journey of faith doesn't happen until you take that first step. And I'm not even talking the first physical step. I'm talking about where you get alone with God and you sit there and you say, increase my faith. I know I'm not what I should be and what I can be. But see, Jesus doesn't leave it there if you have faith that you can do this. He says, if you have faith and do not doubt. Doubt is an a strong emotion. Doubt is something that we all face every day. Doubt is as strong as fear and can cripple us. Because we can begin to doubt in our abilities, which then can lead us to begin to doubt about God's abilities. Doubt stops faith from happening. Because you begin to say, I, I doubt that God really wants to hear from me. It's just something small. He's got bigger things to deal with. This whole world is just going crazy. I doubt He really wants... I doubt He can... I, I don't... See what happens? We begin to interject ourselves into it. And we forget about who God is. Six days He created all that we see. All the stars, the moon, the skies, the oceans, the mountains, the birds, the insects. Thank you, Eve. Because they changed. All of that. Then think about through, down through history. Noah, he didn't doubt God. He obeyed. What would have happened if he would have doubted and said, it's never rained. It's not going to rain. Think about Abraham. When Jesus and the two angels came to him right before they went to Sodom, Abraham didn't doubt that Jesus was going to hear his prayer. He said, Lord, if you would, if there be 50, if there be 40, if there be 30, if there be 20, if there be 10. He had no doubt in his mind that God would fulfill his promise that he would spare it if there was even just 10. He had no doubt in his mind. Then we have on the opposite spectrum. What about Gideon? You can say he doubted. I mean, he was, 
in a hole threshing wheat where he shouldn't have been. And he kind of jumped and startled. And when God started to speak to him, and he said, okay, if, it, if you really want me to do this, I want to see something. I want you to make the wool dry and the ground wet, and then the ground dry and the wool wet. He doubted that God was going to use him. All the way up until his victory, he was doubting. What about some great men in the old, some of the old prophets? Jeremiah, Elijah. They, they, had, they actually, Jeremiah, they wanted to die. They had depression. There was times their faith wavered. These are great men of the faith. What about the disciples? When Jesus was asleep there in the boat and the waves and the winds were crashing all around and they thought they were going to sink and he said, Master, Master, we're, we're going to sink. Just relax, guys. Peace be still and the sea was calm. These same men are asking Jesus to increase their faith. These same men are wondering how this could happen. These same men, after the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus sent them on ahead, right? He said, you guys go ahead. I'm going to stay back. I'll catch up with you later. So the disciples go out, push off in the boat. Middle of the night, waves were crashing around them. The wind was keeping them at bay. And here comes Jesus walking on the water. One, it's kind of amazed me. He sent them ahead hours and they didn't get far enough and Jesus caught up to them on foot on the water. That's a whole other story. But all of a sudden, the disciples look out. And we give Peter a hard time because Peter is a lot like us. He's brass. He's just, I'm going to stick my foot in my mouth. If you're a husband, we do that all the time. So we should be able to identify with Peter a lot. And there's Peter and all the disciples. But Peter had faith. Peter's the only one that said, Lord, if it's you, let me come out to you. Peter was the only one that had faith to climb out of the boat. The the other 11, they were weak in their faith. There's so many others. So many great men in the faith that there's times where they struggled, but times where they were growing strong. Think about Thomas. I'm not going to believe until I can thrust my hand. As soon as he saw, his faith was strengthened. He goes on, You will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it'll happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if, there it is again, you have faith. If you have faith. Think about what our lives could be. Think about the church as a whole, where it could be if every member of the Bride of Christ had strong faith. How many of you in here have had a prayer The same prayer for over a year. Go ahead and raise your hand. 
How many of you have had the same prayer for two years? For three years? For four years? For five? For ten? Has it come true yet? Not true, but has it been fulfilled? But you have faith to continue to pray because you know. You know that eventually God is going to respond. But see, what happens so often is we begin to pray and we think within five days at the most because we're so instantly wanting what we want, we stop. Our faith is weak. There's those prayers that we have that it may not be one year, it may not be five years, it may not even be ten years, it may not even be 25 years before they're fulfilled. But it's that faith that we can continue to have knowing that God will answer. If we have faith, if we do not doubt, if we will continue on, if we will press forward, if we don't stop. But what happens is we stop. We stop, we regress. And we think it's not possible. My Savior who died on the cross for my sins and forgave me my sins can't do this, but He can do that. Doesn't compute. That logic is wrong. I'm not an IT programmer, but I know that logic's not right. If He can save me from my sins, He can do this request. If he can make the sun and the stars and the earth and continue to sustain it, he can easily wipe my tears away. If he can do this, why can't he do that? We come into this next week and this is going to be a busy, strong, hard week reaching to kids and the families of Moxie. Where's our faith with it? Imagine if we had strong enough faith to get out of the boat like Peter. Strong enough faith like Abraham to believe that God's going to answer. What's going to happen come Friday? Better yet, what's going to happen a year from now? Those little boys and little girls that we reach out to. If we have faith. Where's the River Church going to be in one year from now? If we have faith. Where are our lives going to be if we have faith? But it's up to you to answer that if. And it's up to you to remove that doubt. No pastor in the world can do it. No evangelist in the world can do it. Your mom, your dad, your husband, your wife, they can't do it. Removing doubt and removing that if is up to you. This morning I want to ask you, what's that if and what's that doubt? Is your faith where it should be? Better yet, is your faith what it could be? I stand before you saying my faith is not what it should be, what it could be, but I know one day it will be what it needs to be. I pray, I hope, if I can remove the ifs and if I can remove the doubt.
That's my honest thing. That's me. Now it's your turn to answer it for you. We're going to pray. And we're going to have a time of song. But during that time, if you don't feel like you can sing the song, because your faith is that if and your doubt is right there, pray about it. Because he's coming back. And remember, it's I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, this morning that was my heart. That was what you guided me to. Lord, it's not always easy to talk about faith because... At times I waver. At times it's not strong. And Lord, sometimes self-examination is not easy. It's not what we want to do. But Lord, may this morning, may we look into our hearts. May we see where we are. May we answer those questions. May we cry out, increase our faith. Heavenly Father, this morning, may we just... Look to you and nothing else. May we pray with open hearts. Lord, I want to say a special prayer this day for all the boys and girls that are going to come through next week. May we have the faith to reach out to them. May we have the faith to love them as you love them and to share your heart with them. Lord Jesus, not to say that we did it. Not in the end to be like, oh wow, look what we did. But may we look back and say, wow, look what God did. Lord, may we have the faith that we need. I pray and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand with me. You may not, I don't think you have the words for the song in your sheet, but it's a very simple song. We'll sing it a couple times. I give you my heart. It says, This is my desire to honor you, Lord, with all my heart. I worship you. All I have within me, I give you praise. All that I adore is in you. So we'll sing that today. This is my desire to honor you, Lord, with all my heart, I worship you. song. Lord, I give you my heart. 
And Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. I live for you alone. Every breath I take. Every breath that I take. Every moment I'm awake. Lord, have your way in me. Lord, have your way in me. Sing, this is my desire again. This is my desire to honor you. To honor you. Lord, with all my heart. Lord, with all my heart. I worship you. I worship you. All I have within me. And all I have within I give you praise. I give you praise. All that I adore is in you. All that I adore is in you. Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. I live for you. Every breath that I take. Every breath that I take. Every moment I'm awake. Every moment I'm awake. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. Sing it again. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment, every moment I'm awake. Lord, have your way in me. Amen. That's a song of faith. We can't sing that song unless we believe that God can do this, that He can give us a new heart, that He can take what we have, we can take our heart, take our soul, take our life and do something with it. It takes faith to even sing that song. Thank you, Matt, for sharing this morning. Thank you for blessing me and uh, blessing the River Church. Um, Folks, we love you. And uh, make sure that you connect with somebody before you leave. Make sure you say hi to some new faces. And please, everybody, everybody is invited to come to our house. The address is in the handout. And come to our house at 1 o'clock. We're going to do potluck. So if you can bring a dish, side dish, grab chicken at the store, grab a pizza, whatever you got to do. Whatever you got to do. We're going to eat together, fellowship together, and um, and then share about what's going to happen this coming week. So love you guys. God bless you all. Amen.